KGN Knoxville and W289CU Knoxville. Fan Run Radio. WKGN one three four Go Falls. You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is the drive. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio, coming to you live today from Parkside Kia. They call it the Parkside Palace, Houston Crest, and I find that to be an accurate description of where we are. and luxurious. I love the headroom. Chandeliers, track lighting, the smell of fresh... Leather, paint, rubber. Where the rubber meets the road, they say. Parkside Kia, we're out here. I love the the futuristic design of the building and the cars. You and I were marveling at the EV9 that they've got us. I feel like whenever we come here, they are, uh, well, I mean, they are trying to sell cars, but I feel like they put me next to the whatever the car that I would be most desirous uh, they put it right next to me, so I just stare at it for three hours. They and... do their research. Do you do your research? <laughs> they do. Because the EV9, this is my first look at one. I got to say, I don't know about an electric SUV. I've had my doubts, but that thing, yeah, I drive it. Yeah, that, it is an awesome-looking piece of machinery. Come out and see it, man. Come on out. Take it for a test drive. They got a bunch of Tellurides out there. You know, they've had uh, trouble in the past keeping those in stock and, and they've got a bunch of them out here today so if you're in the market stop by and see us we're at 9929 parkside drive if you want to come check us out they are online at parksidekia.com and we're here till 6 p.m bear is back in the bear's den we've got tucker harlan keeping us on air and online back at fan run mission control the white claw hard seltzer studios so we're all spread out here this afternoon it's a scatter shot of the drive for sure, but Tucker Harlan on the ones and twos, P's and Q's. How we doing, Tucker? Doing mighty fine, Houston. Ooh, mighty fine. He sounds good. Now there's only one link left. Hello, boys. Hey, there he is. Hey. The bear makes his presence felt. How you doing, buddy? A uh, little bit, feeling a little bit worse than yesterday, but uh, I'm sure i'm on the men i just start the, the medicine they give you for this is awful it's just awful in what way hard, hard to take or the side effects the it puts this god awful like really bitter kind of taste in your mouth hmm. is it just, worse than the the white stuff they gave you when you were a kid remember that stuff your mom would put it in a spoon i could not take that could not do it that, what was that stuff augmenting well, there was amoxicillin was the was the pink stuff. I kind of liked that. Like, that wasn't I, too bad. I, was like, I did All right, too. I get the pink stuff. But when when we got that white stuff like that, I get nauseous just thinking about it. Oh, that, yeah, it was what they call it. That was in suspension. Oh, oh, yeah. It's actually worse tasting. It's just because it's constant, man. 
that that taste while you're on this medicine so one day down i got four to go on it so mm. but it's better than the alternative mm. it's better you than me my friend that's what i always say that too well it, it probably Good was you before down. me typhoid mary oh sorry oh, that, that's sorry. the way you want to start that's the way you want to start on a beautiful no Sunday. no no i don't i want to have a nice uh fun afternoon with you guys no ugly well i'm glad to hear it I'm glad to hear it because we have much to discuss as guys, it looks like another week is coming gone with no word from Clifton Corker and Clifton Leland Corker, <laughs> his honorable, his honorable Clifton Corker on the state's request for an injunction against the NCAA. I, I kind of thought that we would have it this week. It, this is like everything with the NCAA. It's like waiting for a player to get his eligibility right before the season. I thought we were supposed to hear, hear word today and we haven't. Good thing, bad thing, no matter. What do you think? I think it's no matter. I mean, like I said yesterday, I wonder if it's not, you know, first of all, I think it was Houston brought it up. I wonder if they're waiting, if he's waiting to see what a notice of allegations looks like against Tennessee. But then I also think he, you know, he's probably taking his time because this is going to be, it's a pretty big decision that can radically change everything and, uh, Set a lot of precedent going forward with taking the NCAA. his time. Houston, it's been over a week. What, what are we doing? He's playing here? golf up there, <laughs> watching reruns of Matlock. What is this dude waiting on? Well, no, it is weird. I mentioned that the other day that he may be waiting to see if the NCAA gives us a notice of allegations. If you think about it, if they don't, while they wait on his decision, in a way, isn't that him granting the injunction? If they refuse mm. to give us a notice of allegations or uh, levy any penalties while he deliberates and mm. comes up with this decision, in a way, it's like he's giving it to us without making it official. And if they don't deliver anything to Tennessee, notice of allegations or any type of you know, penalty, in a way, he's giving us the stay that we requested. I just can't imagine that a person of the law – I'm no legal expert here. A but lawman. I, I just can't imagine. Imagine that a judge would like I, I thought those guys their their duty is to interpret the law mm -hmm. and, and apply it to the case at hand and I can't imagine that he would be waiting for the NCAA to do to do anything I can't imagine that he would be doing anything other than looking at the state's case mm -hmm. does it have merit and should he grant the injunction yes or no Based off his initial statement, I am stunned that we don't have it by now. One way or the other. Mm -hmm. This is not short order no, <laughs> in no, no, my no. book. <laughs> like I said, legal short order might be very different yeah. than what I'm used to, but this is not what I would classify as short order. Mm. So you guys, you guys are surprised it's not come. He's not come. It's not been handed down yet. I'm not. But I mean, really I, I was. I I felt like. The, the people that I, I look at online, the the Michael McCanns, the Sportico peoples of the Dan Lust, I feel like Dan Lust told us on these airwaves that it would be that he, you know, it, we, nobody knows for sure, but I felt like the legal experts said it would probably be early this week and certainly by the end of the week. And that has not happened, but what do I, I know? Um, Tennessee basketball. 
tomorrow against Texas A&M at sold out Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena. The Vols are an 11 and a half point favorite over on FanDuel. So Vegas bullish on the Vols chances for revenge tomorrow. It's a pretty big number. I think I expected somewhere between, you know, seven and a half and nine and a half, 11 and a half. That feels uh, that they've watched A&M since they're because they're winless, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that what you said? Winless yeah, since they, they defeated us. That's that's pretty remarkable. I mean, I'd, I'd say without question, that's their biggest win of the season or at least right there at the top. <sighs> I mean, I'll take it. I hope Vegas is right. They certainly were uh, were close to correct on the Missouri line. A line I thought would be much bigger, and then obviously Tennessee doesn't cover that one. So, how much were we favored down there at A and M? Yeah, uh, what like two or three? Felt like it was more than that. Go back and I'm sure we could find that nugget Check online somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, speaking of Fanduel, is a one and a half point favorite at home against Alabama tomorrow. Will Tennessee be? Top of the league, as they say across the pond. Number one in the SEC standings, tied with Alabama, with a date with the Crimson Tide, a week from tomorrow in Tuscaloosa. When we go to bed tomorrow night, will we be top of the league? I don't know that I trust Kentucky, (laughs) but I know that they're capable. Sure. And I guess that's what makes it weird. You saw him look so good against Auburn defensively and did just enough offensively in a very tough environment. Then they go to LSU in a one-third full arena Mm -hmm. and completely lay an egg and let what, in my opinion, is not a very good LSU team beat them. Granted, it was at the buzzer, and they did have a lead with under 10 seconds to go. Uh, But I feel like that's the story of Kentucky this year. They look really good at times, look really bad at others, sometimes within the same game. And you wonder if a loss to LSU maybe gets Kentucky fans a little disinterested oh, in the absolutely. game this weekend? They are, they're on a yo-yo. Oh, yeah. Who uh, put an APB out for TJ, the Kentucky fan here. But they, they've been out on Cal all season long. They win at Auburn, and then, oh, swaggy Cal is back. Oh, we're, you know, we're, we're going to be just fine. Just got to get in the tournament, get a good seed, and, and get on a run here. They lose at LSU, and it's just right back to – uh, Cal doesn't get it. He's lost his fastball. It's time for him to get out of there. So I'm with you, Houston. I kind of look at this as I, I feel like this is ripe for Alabama to go in there and beat them because they've got, uh, you know, just bad vibes surrounding their program right now. And, and the players feel that, I think, on the court. I hope I'm wrong. And, and Sure. Yeah. Sure. Far be it from us to cheer for Kentucky, but we, we need them to win tomorrow night. I don't have a great feeling about that. I feel much better about our chances of beating Texas A&M. Yeah, I think my big thing I keep coming back to, if if they uh, don't, if they play defense the way they play defense throughout the year, uh, Sears and those guys will drop 100 on them in there. But Bear, isn't that what makes Kentucky so enigmatic this year is they're they're fully capable of doing that too much like kentucky alabama not prone to playing great defense oh no i I think it could look a lot like uh i think it could look a lot like our game with them yeah yeah i agree we're 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 dealing him um you know he'll he'll probably go off there's some interesting numbers you know some of the kentucky fans and uh about you know we complain about minutes and you know, we question why certain guys are getting more minutes than others and all that. And I mean, you do a, a deep 
a deep dive on theirs. I, they've only played like one rotation for like 40 minutes of game time. And he never, like he never, hmm. like they still got Dillingham coming off the bench and uh, it's it's just kind of peculiar. And what happened to Big Z? The next big thing, the Kentucky savior. What happened to him? I feel him? like I haven't seen him I in don't know idea. now. He had one good game, didn't he, Houston? Yeah, and it was fairly early on. He got healthy and came off the bench. I think he dropped like 16 or 18 that night. Hit a couple threes. Had a couple behind-the-back passes, and you thought, wow, this kid can play. And then I think it was the next game he gets in, plays two minutes, has three fouls, and I don't feel like we've heard of him again. But enough about Kentucky. Good point. Let's worry about ourselves. By the way, it will be Roy Philpott and Pat Bradley on the call tomorrow night for the Big Orange and the Aggies. Philpott and Shooter. <laughs> and uh, Steve Hamer, who's getting a lot of legwork this 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 year, will be on the on the call for the Vol Network. So hopefully he brings home the win. What are the keys tomorrow night, Houston? What does Ooh. Tennessee have to do? Uh, I think first and foremost, this is what got you beat down there in the first game. You have to keep them off of the offensive glass. Yeah. Uh, I forget the kid's name. Tucker will know it, it immediately. Garcia? Anderson That's Garcia. Yeah, Garcia. Oh, he came in and killed us. What do you have, 18, 17, 18 rebounds? Something like that. Off the bench? Hey, uh, yeah, yeah that 16, eight offensive, eight offensive, eight defensive. I'm telling you, I think one of the biggest keys to the game, I know I'm not Houston, but is a walker. Well, that's what I was going to say. The two, the two big lineups. If, if you're, they bring that guy off the bench, Garcia, right? He doesn't start for them. Correct. Do we, do we just have Tobey? Are, are we just matching up with Garcia, and we just send Tobey in there, and it's like, dude, whenever this Garcia guy sets foot on the floor, you're going to be on his hip pocket. We're not going to really be looking for you on offense. You, you stay glued to him on defense. When the shot goes up, you tackle that guy. Do whatever you have to do to keep him off the boards. And if you foul out, you foul out. But your assignment tomorrow night, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to not let that guy grab 17 rebounds or whatever it was he had against us last time out. Oh, and by, by the way, you have to accept it. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting. Because <laughs> these are the rules. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, obviously, Wade Taylor went bananas in the first game. And we, we've talked about it recently. That seems to be the formula. If you're outmatched against Tennessee, shoot a bunch of threes and try to get as many second-chance possessions as you can. I think you could stop right there, Russell. I think if Tennessee can limit them on the offensive glass and make sure they're not giving up second-chance and especially second-chance threes because I think A&M's going to do exactly what they did last time, which is try to get you know put up a bunch of threes early and often to see if they can generate a lead or generate some momentum. I think if you do those two things and everything else plays out kind of chalk i think tennessee's in good shape but you cannot let them get hot from three and you cannot give them second chance uh buckets and three-point opportunities because that's what they're going to be looking to do rick barnes looking for his 800th career victory tomorrow night it would be him and calipari the only active d1 coaches with 800 wins texas a&m is one of three teams that Rick Barnes has beat 30-plus times Wow! <laughs> in his career. Care to take a guess what the other two are? Ooh. 
Obviously, Big 12 teams. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of who just stunk out there for a while. Iowa State? Nope. I'll give you a hint. They're both in the Republic of Texas. TCU? Nope. All right. We're done here. Texas Tech and Baylor. He's beat the Red Raiders 33 times and Baylor 30 times. I wouldn't have guessed Baylor, but that's just because they've been so good recently. But yeah. he must have owned them yeah. when he was at Texas. He did. He was 30-9 and nine against the Bears. Wow. Quick timeout. We've got Tennessee baseball today uh, kicking off a three-game series against Mighty Albany at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 45 Lo minutes away, Russell. Yes, Logan Quinton will join us from Lindsey Nelson Stadium with a, a look at this the series this weekend. I was listening to the 920 podcast with Logan oh. on the way to uh, Parkside Kia this afternoon. He gave a little, uh, little preview if you want to go check that out. Of course, he'll join us in our third hour this afternoon here on The Drive. Open up the phone lines here. We'll go open lines in hour number one. If you want to chime in, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show, 546-8200. If you want to jump in with us, it is a beautiful day out here at Parkside Kia. Let's get this thing rolling. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. The Drive. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Go the drive continues 1057 FM 1340 AM streaming online fan the new and improved fanrunradio.com as well as the new and improved fan run radio app lots of new and improved items for you to peruse here at fan run radio how, how new and improved did I look sitting in that EV9 during the break, uh, Houston. I got a little nervous when you got in there because so many things started to happen. It started to move. <laughs> I sat down at this thing bare. The the steering wheel, like, shifted down right into my hands. The seat, like, oh, it's one of is, those. It, it's calling to me. Russell, drive me. The, the blue ambient lighting oh, turned on. so cool. Yeah, See, like you get in and you can push the button and it, like, it ha you can save it. Like, yeah. All your settings and it, it, it moves you, moves yeah. everything around. Oh, those things are cool. See, Houston, I this, feel like, this is yeah. why Russell takes you on remote with him. That way he can drag you out of the car if need be. Do what now? I, I feel like I'm it's lost. one of those AI things where I could just kind of <laughs> think of what I need it to do, and it just does it. Oh, you want a new car? No, buy these goggles, <laughs> and your car will feel brand new. Parkside Kia 9929 Parkside Drive, where we are this afternoon from 3 until 6 p.m. And, uh, yeah, Tennessee baseball getting set to go with first pitch over at the new and improved Lindsey Nelson Stadium here in, uh, what are we, 4 o'clock? So 4.30. 4.30. Yes. All right, so it uh, looks like the starter today is A.J. Russell. A.J. Russell. He's our Friday, he's our Friday guy. They're going Russell and – Beam and then Sunday still TBA. Wonder who it's going to be. Saw a note on VolQuest today that they did not expect it to be Xander Seacrest. <laughs> it was a short rain, but a happy one for poor Xander. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I didn't if, even think it was that bad. No. Of a, it, an think, accident, uh, but. In, any chance we see Sneed start? 
yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I think there is a chance. I mean, what he? I'd like to see what he, he looked do really to good start in the game. The other uh, Causey, I, I think, is is probably in the mix there, and may, maybe the Schaefer kid. What about the the junior college kid, Russ? That I can never remember his name and Marcus Phillips. I yeah, I mean, we get, is there any of those guys we saw last fall? I've heard his name being bandied about in the mix as a starter, uh, but I, I think we will certainly see him again this weekend. Okay. This team, they're playing Albany. Uh, what, Tucker, what were they were like five and twenty or something nine and, last year? Nine and thirty-four a season ago, and they might have played one Power Five opponent. I think they only won three or four games in the American East Conference or whatever it is they play in. That's so right. This is, you know, this is not a great opponent, but it. I mean, to me, that's just a opportunity to to get some confidence for guys like Xander Seacrest, anybody who who might have struggled so far. You, know, you get let them go out there against an overmatched opponent at home and, and get some confidence going. And you know, we we saw them the bats wake up against DTSU. Mm-hmm. That's. I, I don't know how much you read into this series in terms of, oh, if, if we run rule them a couple of times, but uh, the, the flip side of that is if you don't run rule, that's, you should put up a bunch of big crooked numbers this weekend. 100%. Tucker, is the run rule in effect tonight? Do we know? Should be. I'll take a look. Okay. I'd imagine for Sunday's game it certainly would be so they can get it back. And I think you mentioned earlier this is Albany's first game tonight that, that is correct Whew. well good luck to those fellows in the least amount of luck possible sort of way but not personal just business business that's tough man. <laughs> we get four games five games under our belt and then they got to come in here for their season opener on a beautiful friday ballpark should be i don't want to say packed but well, i think we'll touch what do you think 5500 i'll tell tonight? you this if we didn't have this live broadcast to do here at Parkside Kia, I might have called out today yep. and been, been yep. down at Lindsay Nelson. Turned into a beautiful afternoon. Oh. Beautiful day for baseball. How about uh, this uh, news breaking this afternoon that South Carolina will be hosting at Williams-Brice Stadium, Manchester United and Liverpool Whoa. on August 3rd as part of a preseason tour for those clubs. Why are we not hosting Chelsea versus Man City in Neyland Stadium? That would be awesome. That would be. I awesome. feel like. Do that you think we need to go? Thought. Well, that oh, I, I would definitely be there. That, that would be my immediate thought. If is if Williams Bryce can host these because this has become huge business, and uh, I, I saw Chelsea play in in Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta this summer. Saw him in. Charlotte a couple of times, been to a game in, in Nissan Stadium. So, I mean, if, if they can host it at Williams-Brice, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I get it. People don't care about soccer here. But just from a local tourism standpoint, they will sell that out. People, people who don't follow soccer don't understand. These are the two biggest clubs oh, in sure, English sure. soccer historically. Uh, they, will, they will pack that place. They will sell that place out for that game. People will come to Columbia from all over the country, spend the night in hotels, go out to their bars and everything and fill that place up for that for an exhibition game. I think yeah, it would I mean, be really it's, good here. And don't forget, it, back in my day, the state championship ran through Knoxville. Farragut and Bearden battled it out years ago. In, in soccer? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. 
In fact, uh, my freshman year, Bearden won the national championship in soccer. What? Yeah. Yeah, they were good in soccer. I, I just think it would be a, a no-brainer. I mean, you don't – I bet they'd sell out in England if, if you made a – you'd have to make a, a really good matchup like that. Yeah. Like, a yeah, man, I mean, they, like I was saying, like Man City and Chelsea. Well, that those, place would be a madhouse. Liverpool and United, I mean, that would if, – if they played in, in Knoxville, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that it would be 100,000, but it would be pretty darn close. I remember uh, the big house a couple of years ago hosted – Man United, and I think they played Real Madrid, which is another one. You know, even if you don't know soccer, everybody knows that name. And I think they had close; they had a, around a hundred thousand there in the, in the big house to see that game. Wow! Oh yeah, I mean, it'd be a way. I, I don't know why UT wouldn't actively try and do that. I mean, you're talking; you'd have it somewhere in the neighborhood of like forty thousand people coming to town to spend money down, you know, all over downtown. And oh yeah, huge money maker. And, and the beer, you know, concessions. You get another. You know, we only get what six. Be a, a way to sneak in a seventh kind of game day revenue day, but it'd be fun as hell. We need to go to that. That'd be pretty cool. How will Shane Beamer make this about him? That that is the question. Oh, he'll show up in like Man U, or he'll show up in Kit. I'm assuming you saw him crawling through the mud and doing push-ups on dirt over the, yeah. uh, the course of the week. I there, saw there somebody. Are... Uh, was it Army Bear or was it Marines? I uh, I don't I don't think it was Marines. I thought it was I, Ar- I, like I, Army boot camp training type stuff. Oh, is it one yeah, of those things was, where the football coaches? Yeah. Per- Butch did that a couple of times, right? Where he well, that's what in. I was going to say. Uh, Bob Bob at, <laughs> Bob on the morning show quote tweeted that Houston. He said it was he was sensing peak butchness. Yep, yep. Look how tough we are. Look how tough I am. I have a hoodie on and I'm crawling through mud. Bow down before me. He got. Is this it? Is this his last year? You think he's got two in him? Russ, I don't. It seemed like the fan base got kind of sour on yeah, things this it, past it year. It happens there. fast when the cliches run dry. When the when the results don't match the uh, bravado. Well, it, it's also funny how mediocre your offense looks when you don't have the questions to the test ahead of time. Yeah. Good point by you. It was a nice two-game stretch when Connor Stallions had forwarded them, forwarded them the answers to the test against Tennessee and Clemson at the end of the 2022 season when they did not have that foresight in 2023. It didn't work as well, and it looked just like the rest of their 2022 season. Mm. Funny how that works, but I'm I'm a conspiracy theorist because I can't, I don't have the smoking gun to prove it. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, I mean, you 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 watched the games. You saw it. <laughs> like we we all saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Either Spencer Rattler just happened to turn into the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks for two games, or maybe they had some outside help. Tennessee sports guy on Twitter says South Carolina made a video about the soccer game, and Beamer was the guy who announced it. Oh my, God. oh, my God. Please tell me he used a fake British accent. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> it's a goal for Tottenham Hotspur. Can you imagine Butch Jones doing his British accent? Right? <laughs> Knoxville. Or... It's, How could you, you even try that? Controver- <laughs> lots of controversy. Controversy. At the stadium. We're going to play some football. 
gonna have some bangers and mash. I don't know if you could pull that one off. I know he couldn't. He'd try. <laughs> yeah, Beam- Beamer's very butch-like, isn't he? Oh, it is real. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to watch it during the uh, show here, but Gamecock football at noon this afternoon. We've known this place is special. Now the rest of the world will too. Blech. All right. Well, it's going to look like, <laughs> how are they going to know? It's going to be a, a stadium. They're going to see these teams playing in a, in a stadium they've never seen before. Well, they've uh, welcomed it- in Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, for but they've never seen two historically rich <laughs> teams go at it like they will when Manchester United and Liverpool go at it in August at williams Price. So that will be a first. Let's I don't get- know. In the program, they did host Michigan for that big game. <laughs> That's true. I wonder what Tennessee played in. Florida State there, I believe. Let's How get, much do um, you think? Oh. Let's get Brad and LaFollette in here as we get the phone call started on a Friday afternoon edition of the show. What's up, Brad? What's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, man. Yeah, South Carolina can have the have that. If, if they want to make it their deal, that's fine. But the damn, that general will be rolling over his grape. We allow kickball in Neyland Stadium. Come on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm sure it's not the first time that some form of soccer – I mean, we've had golf in there. We've had a Michael – Jackson concert. Kenny Chesney has played there. Brooks, Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Yeah. Uh, there's there's been. It, it's not like it is a football only facility. Football certainly what it's known for. Sure, it, sure. Primary. It is a football specific stadium. But uh, you know, I, I don't think that it would be some slight against the general to to host something in there that would be good for the local economy and the local sports yeah. fan. Nah, they just kind of scream South Carolina Shane Beamer to me. <laughs> also a fair no, point. doesn't it? it? Over the years, Tennessee's really, you know, they could have gone down a different path. They've always been very hesitant to really ever let anybody do anything in there they, by requiring, like, I've heard it was like some ridiculous security de- deposit. But, I mean, I kind of wish that I'd been able to see, like, stadium-sized rock concerts in there. They used to host the occasional NFL preseason game, correct? Absolutely. I think I remember the Redskins and the Oilers playing once. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I went there. I saw Heath Shuler play there with the Redskins. Yeah, yeah against the Oilers. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some still rumors oh, that there's going to be a Morgan Wallen show there this year. I've, I've heard that, that that's in the – Who? He's a big country guy. Big Tennessee guy. Bear. Is he big enough for – I've I've heard it's happening this year. Okay. I could be wrong. All right, hmm. just don't up the grass, please. Right. Many people that are saying pretty cool. Yeah, hey, guys, on this announcement that was supposed to come in short order uh, <laughs> from the judge. I mean, how is this news going to get broke? I mean, is, does the judge have a Twitter handle, or is he going <laughs> to is he going to leak it they to Pat or what, what's the what's the deal? He, he's going to uh, do a TikTok, Brad. His yeah. uh, I think how it works is his like. Somebody from his office will notify, I would imagine, the media. At Clifton Corker. <laughs> Clifton Corker, the third Esquire. wonder how many fake Clifton Corker accounts that are out there now. Uh, I mean, there's 
somebody crazy enough to create one for everything. So if there wasn't before, there is now, Brad. Thanks a lot. Yep. <laughs> Guys, uh, glad to hear um, about the broadcast on the, um, the Braves radio. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I've been a Braves fan my whole life. And for some reason, since they went to Bally's, I've not been able to see any of the games. I mean, they, they, they've, they've kind of ruined Bally's has and, and Comcast. Well, I mean, how do you watch the Braves, Russ? Do you got Comcast? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've, I, I'm with you. The Bally's experience has been so frustrating. Uh, the, the games are fine on, on TV, but I've got – so I've got the cable hardwired into my downstairs TV. But sometimes, you know, I, I want to watch it upstairs, and I've got the, the app there, and that app never works. Like, it, it's really? like 50%, man. And even when you can get it on, it'll it'll cut off at times and – it's just really frustrating. So, and and I know the Braves are not the only one that have uh, what is the the local broadcasting w- companies or whatever is a huge problem for Major League Baseball. So, hopefully they're able to to figure that out because yeah, it it has been, become such a chore to watch your favorite team. It's not just Braves fans that have have dealt with that. All right, guys, appreciate it. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate. You. The lineup is out for the ball game today over at Lindsey Nelson and Hunter Ansley back in the leadoff role. Well, well, well. <laughs> Dryling, Moore, Kavaris, Tears, Billy Amick in the five hole, Blake Burke hitting sixth and hitting seventh. That shortstop is old Curly. Curly D. <laughs> Look out, kids. Oh, <laughs> name for himself, the California kid. I guess the thing that jumps out here to me, well, Reese Chapman gets the start in left. Dylan Dry, uh, Cal Stark is starting behind the, the plate. Dylan Dryling is DH. No Cannon Peebles mm. in the lineup today. Interesting. We're not we're not going to see the Cannon. The cannon caught for he, Russell yeah. in the first game, right? I yeah, so. he caught for Beam in the second game. Okay. Wonderful. See him tomorrow uh, catching Beam. Well, what, is there an injury concern there, or is, has he kind of struggled out of the gate? It's Tucker Cannon, I, I feel like he hasn't exactly set the world on fire right away. Well, no, but I think you know catchers are very much a situational thing. You don't want to wear one guy down, right? So, in a series like this, I would just say that you know that, that's probably what Tony's trying to do. You'll probably see him at some point this weekend. You just don't want to throw him in there right away. Mm. Just, are you saying just to strictly? Yeah, manages mileage, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, because that's one thing the catcher position can do to you. It really wears you down fast, just crouching like that behind the plate. Yeah, that said, he is 2 of 17 on the young season, batting a – well, it's 118. I don't want to give an adjective there. I wonder if if Tony is just being – sending a message here. He's like, look, man, you want to play, you got to produce. Got to produce, yeah. I I feel like he's kind of sending that message to Blake Burke a little bit as well and and hitting him down in the order. And it'll be interesting to see how those guys – respond um it's not like Cal Stark has set the world in fire I, I do not buy the unless he has like pre-arthritic knees or something and he has asked I mean if, if all these guys want to play big league baseball right and if if you're gonna do that you're gonna be in a starting big league catcher is catching at least five games a week and he can't catch three games in a weekend series I, I'm sorry I don't buy that oh, okay I also just wonder if it's, you know, that time that, you know, this part of the schedule where he's just 
tinkering with Could his be. best lineup. Could be. You know what I mean? Just trying different combinations sure. of guys out, different positions, uh, different batting orders. You know, before we hit conference play, I kind of. Um, that's why I don't. You know, big opportunity. It's pretty cool to, get to see everybody. His, his second start. I mean, there, it's so crowded in the, in the outfield and and in the DH slot. It's big opportunity for him. He could use a couple of hits today. All right, let's take a quick timeout. More of your phone calls coming up, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board, 546-8200. Live this afternoon from Parkside Kia, 9929 Parkside Drive in West Knoxville. Back with more right after this. The Drive. Is your home. Live this afternoon from Parkside Kia, Russell Smith and Houston to Crest out here. Bears in the Bears Den. Tucker Harlan in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. He will greet you as you call in this afternoon at 865-546-8200. A couple lines available for you. 546-8200, your number to hop on board this afternoon as we do the thing live. Uh, my friend DJ Loop, who's a huge Manchester United fan says that Tennessee was in the running for the United preseason tour, but Neyland construction prevented it. Ah, okay. So, (laughs) so the only reason Carolina got is because our house was busy. That would have been crazy, man. If to have a a Manchester United Liverpool game in Knoxville, Tennessee. Dang it. Now we got Beamer out here schlepping for it. We would have had like people who don't follow that sport. I get it. I'm not going to, you know, evangelize for it, proselytize for it. But um, like that, uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say you would have close to 100,000 people yep. in, in the stadium for that. And, and people would come from all over the country to see that. And, and from all over the world, it, people would fly in would, to see that. It would be a wild, uh, fun weekend in Knoxville if they, if they did something like that. Just because of all the influx of people. Well, I mean, those those preseason tours have become such big money makers for those clubs. They basically play year round now. There, there's yep, practically yep. no off season for those guys, um, which results in a lot of injury. But I, I would imagine, as you know, they they have found that and they've been doing that for over ten years now, and, and it's getting bigger and bigger every year. I would imagine that that day is is coming once once Neyland is we get through this construction and. And, and it's all ready to go. By the way, I don't know if you've, you've seen some of that. They Finally, the, the South Concourse, I think, is going to look a lot different this year. Oh, finally. Fans. Yeah, they just have a, a lot more room to, to walk around down there. Is it going to be more like the North Concourse? I mean, I, I know there, there's limits to what they can do, but... Well, I think they would like to eventually have it like, uh, you know, the West Concourse is what I'm thinking. You know, it's just very wide over there and spacious and i think they would like to have that all the way around well yeah and i guess that's going to lead in right there from the south will lead into the dan what the hotel and the danny district yeah district nine this that's what we're calling it district nine what was that i, a I don't movie? know yeah i think it was we, that was where the, i like the word district came to the danny south district. africa right yeah 
That was supposed to have some kind of deeper meaning, Dan, if I could ever figure out what it was. Hey, I did watch, uh, I finally watched Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. That was incredible. I'd like to rewatch it again. Like, it, it was kind of hard. I, I went to the movie with my parents. Ooh, yeah. And I, I, I did not know. Oh, I did not understand right. that the full frontal nudity and strong sexual content, which I otherwise enjoy, <laughs> like, you, you, you don't Sitting under, next like, to your mom. Uh, sitting, watching those scenes next to your parents at the age of 44, just as awkward as it was at the age of 14. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, I, I I would imagine it was it was a great movie. So I'm like gonna watch to... that Master and Commander tonight. Oh, you're in for a treat, my friend. Yeah. So anyhow, self a big yeah, finally... horn and a cold beverage. That old Russian, uh, the old communist thing. Uh, that whole thing fascinates that, me. That, how... I know it speaks to you, doesn't it? Those are your people. Well, no, I mean just how like twisted all that stuff was hmm. I watched a movie last I mean, night like I the, watched um, Dumb Money with Paul Dano speaking of things that we can't understand so it's about that uh, the GameStop stock thing remember that mm -hmm. they already have a movie about that yeah wow. that I pretty, remember seeing the, the previews looked pretty good about it and I love Paul Dano, who stars. Oh, yeah. And he, he was really good in it. And, and it, I, I usually, all those those movies have become cliche. Remember the big short with mm -hmm. Chris, mm -hmm. Christian Bale? It was exactly like that movie. It, it was basically the big short part two. And, like, I'm too, I, I do not understand stock markets and, like, people manipulating the hedge fund guy. Like, that stuff just, they did a good enough job of, like, keeping it accessible for dumb right, guys right, like right. it's like this guy has this much money now he has this much money i'm like oh uh -huh. but the, when they start talking about, when they start talking about oh yeah let's let's pump and dump and let's do it i'm just like whatever man but i just like paul dano it oh paul dano's so good man every every i'll, I'll watch any movie he's in it, have you seen you still haven't seen there will be blood I'm with, that's that's on the COVID movie list for the so, weekend. So you still haven't seen you, – you say you like Paul Dano, and you haven't seen his best movie. I mean, that's unquestionably his best movie, right? Yeah. Honestly, it's 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 a uh, it's an Honest Friday, Russ, and, I, and I'll tell you that I, I've kind of put it off and put it off because I, I, I don't want to – don't want to watch it, – it's one of my weird things, man. You don't, you don't want to watch a good movie. Have you seen The Batman? <laughs> Yes. Okay, you saw that with him in it. Have you seen Prisoners? Prisoners. Is, oh. I his believe so. His character yeah. in Prisoners might be his best work. Yeah, it, that was the other not, one I was thinking of. Not his best of. movie, Yeah, because he has a, a smaller role in it. But as far as his character, I thought uh, him playing the Riddler in the Batman and what he played in Prisoners were really, really good. I've never seen the Batman. It's long. It's long, but it, it's kind of dark. Um dark it's hard to watch on tv parts of it are but he's plays his his character is really twisted really really twisted and good yeah but it's it's yeah he was in that he was in the girl next door 
is that the one where the kid was living Alicia next to Cuthbert? Yeah. And Timothy Oliphant. Oh, that's a great movie. It's funny how, how these actors that become serious actors known for their roles in dramas and their great portrayals and everything, you find out that, oh, before they became that guy, they were in all these, like, puffy cheese ball like tom hanks was in bosom buddies and uh bachelor party right <laughs> and yeah, you, you watch I mean, it and you're like you got to do what you got to do right to have those opportunities well yeah that you can go back and watch those in those movies those first movies they do though are usually this they'll hold up because they are that good it's wild to go back and and see movies like that especially with movies that like that's like um dazed and confused like how many future stars came out of that just yeah. indie film about stoners at some high school in texas in 1976 did you guys realize he was in the sopranos paul bano yeah was that like a he was in there as patrick whalen patrick whalen was he one of aj's friends uh, it said he was, he's only in two episodes. Oh yeah, I know exactly. It was when, uh, he was in, uh, when, uh, AJ memory dated that super rich girl and it was the first time he'd been around somebody, somebody's family that was a lot richer than the Sopranos. I know exactly what it was. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I'm being told that I have to watch There Will Be Blood as soon as the show's oh, on. You do. I would just fire it up as soon as we go off today. So I don't have anything else to do. So but yeah, I mean, and you got to get in a, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a dark movie. Yeah. So you, you're in a, a special, it's, it's not a feel-good hit. It's a character study. Like, the guy's so, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis just, I mean, Dano is good in that movie, but that's a Daniel Day-Lewis, like, that's his prob his magnum opus. Probably, yeah. I mean, it, Daniel Day Lewis is so interesting because he was always so selective with what movies yeah. he did, and he gave so much to each role that he played. Uh, I have not seen Lincoln. Oh, but I've seen fantastic. just about everything else he's done, and it's it's all just so good. But yeah, there will be bloods. It's you never saw Lincoln? No, I didn't. Ah, oh, that's his greatest role. No, you you haven't seen. I was gonna say you just, haven't seen this one yet. You gotta. Uh, I, I think both of you have an assignment this week. You need to go see Lincoln, Lincoln and Bear needs to watch. There will be blood. Oh. Eight, yeah, he's six, excellent, five, Lincoln. Five four six, eight two zero zero. Your number to get on the show this afternoon. Five four six eighty two hundred. If you want to chime in. Uh, Christian Moore. I, I like getting Curly another shot. Let's run him back out there. I, I, we, we can talk to Logan about this in hour number three. And hopefully we can talk to Tony about it next week. But he, he's got he's to hit Christian Moore leadoff. And I, I like Ensley in that nine hole as well. I thought Tony had learned his lesson. thought he had listened to the drive, listened to reason. And and now here he is flip flopping back. I mean, Tony, we only scored fourteen runs doing it my way. 
and and you're just hard headed. You got you got to have it your way. Oh and, oh oh. And he thinks last game was an attention getter, and he wants to see how they respond tonight. Oh, it was an attention getter. To, yeah, we, we our offense and it exploded. Got their attention. Let's. Golly, man. Some guy saying I disagree with you, Russ, but uh, I feel like you're being a little disrespectful. It's not disrespect. It's tough love. Do you want to win or not? I want to win. Coming up, we'll begin hour number two with Tucker Harlan in the top four at four. See what's going on around the world of sports, around the SEC and basketball tomorrow as the Volunteers are 11.5-point favorites against Texas A&M. Kentucky is a 1.5-point favorite, according to FanDuel, at home against Alabama. If those lines hold and Kentucky takes down the Tide and Tennessee takes down the Aggies, we will go to bed tomorrow night with our beloved Volunteers tied for first place in the Southeastern Conference with Alabama. I'm going to go ahead and just give us first place, no Tide, because we own the tiebreaker at least until the second game. So we will be in first place alone, Russell. All right, and setting up a very exciting week next week with games against Auburn and Alabama. We will talk more Tennessee basketball coming up here in hour number two. Logan uh, Quinton joins in hour three. Lucas Panzica from 104.5 The Zone in Nashville joins next hour as well so we got a lot to get to a lot of business to conduct as they say this afternoon here on fan run radio quick time out hour number two coming up the drive are you ready to elevate your driving experience?